Ah, and we're live. Hey, caught in action, pouring whiskey. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Cheers. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for doing the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, your story I came across. I don't know how I came across it, but I thought, man, that's an inspiring story. I need to have him on. So thank you. Sorry. No, that's cool. I, yeah. That's awesome. Jeez. Um, all right. So yeah, I came again, I, I came across your story. Um, you had lost over 300 pounds, which is insane. What was that like? Ah, yeah, I mean, it's still something that I'm trying to process every single day. Um, losing that much weight. I've lost a bit of myself, I feel like, you mm. know, and so I'm quite literally, literally, you know, I'm, I'm, um, it, it's, it's a, it's an out of body experience you know, uh, where things are changing, I'm watching it change. And it was such a, 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 a quick process that like my brain hasn't had a chance to catch up and I'm still playing catch up like day to day. And, um, and, and it's come with some other issues. And I was just telling you a minute ago, you know, like I'm, I'm, I, I don't have the body aches or the, the pains or taking the meds that I used to take, but now I'm dealing with like the, the, the root of the issue, which was my mental health the whole time. Um, and so it's a whole new life, um, literally, um, where I'm, I'm just trying to get day, day to day, uh, the best way I possibly can get through it and be happy and enjoy this new life without getting in my way too much, mm -hmm. because there's so many things I want to do and I still want to be so much better. Um, I'm not fixed. You know, I've got a tool that allowed me to lose a bunch of weight so I can be here and I can be alive. And now I'm trying to manage that tool every day. I think the the thing is for a lot of people that we always have this idea of like, we have this destination where we want to be, but we don't, we don't learn to enjoy the process of getting to that destination because you're never quite at that destination, right? Yeah. Like you were just telling me you suffer from a, like body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could imagine that you have this image in your mind of like where you should be, yeah. but Will you ever get there? I don't know. And I don't know if I should be striving for that. You know, like I should be content. I should be happy. I, I you know, the doctors uh, told me that if I didn't take my serious, if I didn't take my weight seriously, that I wouldn't live another two years. Um, and so that, that, that's crazy. That was pretty heavy. Um, and so, and I was pretty heavy. <laughs> um, so, you know, at four, 464, I was probably a little bit more than 464 pounds. Uh, 464 is my highest like official weigh in. Uh, my wife and I feel like I was probably pushing like 480 maybe. Whoa. Um, and and to hear that my my days were numbered, that my years were numbered, um, you know, it, it was a wake up call and I needed to do something about that. And so I set the goal to lose the weight to hit 199 pounds on the scale. That was like that was my goal. Uh, and then I hit it and then I kept losing weight and kept losing weight and kept, it was like, whoa, is this like going to end? Do I have a whole nother, you know, issue here where I'm not going to be able to like keep weight or gain weight? Uh, but that has stopped. Uh, I'm definitely gaining weight <laughs> and I'm able to maintain my weight. Uh, over the holidays, I did gain some weight. And so that's, that's, that's really cool. Like I've got this tool. I had bariatric surgery uh, at Sparrow and, um, and it, it's a tool and it's something that I can use to maintain this lifestyle and strive for what the next goal is. I, I, I know I'm going to be here, you know, God willing, I'm still, right. I'm, my, my days aren't 
numbered by that factor anymore. Now it's, you know, some other factors, mental health and stuff like that. But um, how long ago did you have the surgery? So I had the surgery in 2021. Wow. Yeah. And how quickly did you lose the weight and how like, yeah, like I guess how quickly did you lose that weight? Yeah. So I hit my goal of 199, maybe, um, I think within that first year, Wow. I think I was able to lose it. Well, so, so, okay. Back up a little bit more. 464 was my official, like highest weigh in. And then, um, I lost 120 pounds before my surgery, uh, diet and exercise. Just I cut my portions in half. If we went out, I I literally, you know, ask for the box right off the right off, you know, right when the waitress brings me my food, I'm like, I'll take the box and I'll cut the food in half, put the, you know, the the half of the burger or whatever it was in the box, and I would cut my portions in half. And then I started um drinking a lot of water. Um, I knew because of the research that I'd done uh, about bariatric, bariatric surgery, I'm gonna have to learn how to eat smaller portions. I'm going to learn how to drink a lot of water. And that's why I, I always have a cup with me and I'm always drinking water. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to set myself up for success. And so I was able to lose 120 pounds before my surgery just by walking, um, cutting my portions and drinking lots of water. What, what was it like before that, before you decided to have bariatric surgery? What was it? What was it like? What was your portions like? What were you indulging incredibly? What was that was that like yeah i you know i wasn't like a huge eater um i i i feel like you know lots of people who are that weight could could eat like a whole a whole pizza or something or you know multiple burgers or you know lots and lots of food and that and 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 i think that's like a very um broad generalization of of fat people you know what i mean right. they just, just eat a lot just stuff so in their face <laughs> I, I wasn't actually like that i could i could definitely eat more than than i can now um <laughs> but i couldn't eat a whole pie maybe you know maybe uh three quarters of one or something like that it was still quite a bit you know six seven slices um you know or, so, or four slices and like two pieces of breadstick or something like that you know what i mean but it was like and it was even my my it wasn't just my portions it was my my the quality of the food that I was eating too, you know, it was lots of junk food and then an ice cream. Oh my God. I could, I could devour <laughs> ice cream. I loved ice cream and I still do. I had some the other day and I can still have these things, but it's like all things in moderation. It's a, it's a mindset. You know, if I want to remain healthy, I gotta, you know, so that's what it was like back then, but I was miserable. I was eating for all the wrong reasons. I wasn't eating because I enjoyed the food. I was eating because I was trying to medicate. Now, you had mentioned that in order to have the surgery, you were able to lose 130 pounds, 120 pounds. I needed to lose 20 before 20. my surgery. Okay. Um, my The process took about nine months for me to get the actual surgery from start to finish. Uh, typically, it takes about six months. Well, through through my insurance, it was a, it was a six-month period. It was supposed to be a six-month period. It turned into a nine-month period. And I wanted to see how much weight I could lose. I didn't set any goals. I just wanted to see how much weight I could lose by setting myself up for what's going to be my new life. Um, so I lost 100, 100 pounds, and then I started my liquid diet two weeks post or pre-op. Um, and they wanted to see 20 pounds lost. But even my surgeon was like, well, if you don't hit that, that's okay because you've already lost 100. But I actually lost exactly 20 in two weeks wow. on the liquid diet and then had my surgery. So, so I was 344 when I had my surgery. Wow. Yeah. So do you think that if you had kept doing that and just hadn't had the surgery that you could have kept that motivation and uh, dedication up? That's 
a really good question. And that's a question I get a lot because, um, yeah, like why, why could, why did I have to get cut open and, and have this surgery? And for me, it was like, because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself enough. I, yes, yes. I I'd, I'd already, this is actually the second time that I've lost that I'd lost a, a major amount of weight and I could have done it. But, um, at the end of the day, I wasn't mentally healthy and I'm still not super mentally. I'd like my journey is every day, you know? Um, and so if something terrible were to happen in my life, I wanted to know that I had the right tool in my life. That's going to help me to not almost kill myself with food because it was an addiction and it still is an addiction. And it's something that I fight. I'm in recovery. And when you are recovering from anything, recover your, your recovery is, is the rest of your life. Yeah. So whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, you are always going to be in recovery for the rest of your life. And so I wanted to set myself up for, for success in the, in the long game. And so I still went through with the surgery because I know I'm going to be losing loved ones in my life at some point. And that's ultimately why I started to overeat. Um, back in 2015, my aunt had passed away. She was 46 years old. She had a massive heart attack. Nobody saw it coming. And, uh, and it wrecked me because she was like my hero and watching her fall. Um, I was like, man, I don't stand a chance in, in this world. I don't, you know, like if she's, you know, this, if this planet's going to take her out, I, I, I give up. And that, and that's exactly what I did. So I started eating and then, uh, and, and I got to the point where, I mean, I was, I was eating because I wanted to die. I wanted to, I just wanted to end it all. And I, I, and I, I was, uh, you know, I had suicidal ideation, but it's like, it was just a matter of time. And then it, when it got really real is when the doctor said, you got two years and I had gotten COVID and I got really sick. And that was right when COVID came out and I was like, Oh, too close, too close mm -hmm. to death's door. I got to do something different. Yeah. And I've got kids and, uh, I got a wife and I, I love my, I love my wife and kids and I want to be here for them. And, uh, it got really real. And I was like, all right, I gotta do something. So that's a, an important thing that you brought up that you're in recovery and most people don't think about it. Like when you have a food addiction that you need to be in active recovery for it, do you do anything to mit like mitigate it or manage it? Do you do, uh, do you go to like some sort of rehab or? I don't. Um, I've got a really strong bariatric community. Um, I've got good friends. I've got good family. I've got uh, good support at home. Um, my wife, my kids. Uh, I've just got a lot of really good support. I've surrounded myself with really amazing people and um, especially my podcast. Uh, I, I host a podcast as well. And, uh, and if I, if I'm struggling, I can, I know I can reach out to Rob and Shay. Um, and, and we're very brutally behind the scenes. Uh, I don't think any of our viewers would under, would, would know the conversations that we've had behind the scenes because like, we are really there for each other, like brother and sister. And, 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 uh, we, we have a lot of these conversations, a lot of these talks. And so I've got a lot of really good support. So if you're, if you're not a part of a program or a group, absolutely get into one, um, and, or surround yourself with just great people that are going to support you and help you out because support is at, you know at the end of the day support is support right and you, yeah. you got to get it you gotta yeah. have support yeah i've had um quite a few people on who were addicts for different in different things like drugs alcohol whatever um and that's the one thing that they talk about is having the support having some sort of group to help to help kind of fall back to, back on yeah. um now when where where did the podcast come about when did you start that so we started that, I think, 
well, we're going into our third season. So Wednesday night at nine will be our, our first episode of season three. Uh, Robin, a Rob, Robin, I started, uh, the podcast. Um, so 2022, uh, it was like halfway through the year though. It was like August ish. Um, he had reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about starting this podcast. And I was like, no way. I was thinking about starting this podcast too. And, and, um, he is one of the guys that he's, he's really like the main guy that when, um, after I had bariatric surgery, I didn't have a support system. I was on Facebook, um, wasn't getting a whole lot of support from the Facebook groups. I got on Instagram. My wife said, get on Instagram or TikTok and, you know, try to find groups on there. And, and so I, I jumped into this men's live group and I met Rob and his story was almost exactly the same as my story, but he was a year ahead of me. Um, and so I'm asking him questions and we built this relationship and we were talking almost every day and I, and we're talking about anything. I, we, we, we say that we talked about poop was our first conversation <laughs> because in the bariatric community, that, that is a, actually a very uh, important topic. Uh, you got to keep the body flowing. Uh, and so, and it's hard to do when you, when you're supposed to take in X amount of protein and, you know, anyways, um, I won't turn your podcast <laughs> into my podcast, but that's what we talk. You can about. talk about that's, whatever. That's what we talk about all the time. No, but, uh, Rob and I, um, uh, just, we hit it off and then, yeah, it was about a year later, uh, maybe eight, nine months later, he was like, Hey, we should start a podcast. So we started this podcast in hopes of reaching men in the bariatric community because men only make up 20% of the bariatric community. Why is that? So we don't know. I mean, we don't know if that number is even accurate. This is, this is, this is what we know is statistically um, that out of all the, the people on the planet that have had bariatric surgery, only 20% of them are made of, and that that's just, that's what the polls are showing. We don't know if that's, um, you know, how, if that's been proven like through, you know, this organization or um, I don't even know where I read that number. Um, and we've all read that number. We all just kind of know that in the community is the men are the 20%. Is um, it just because most men don't have the surgery? But, you know, is it because most men don't have the surgery or is it because most men don't share about their, their surgery or their weight loss? And, and so we wanted to normalize men talking about their issues and their problems, their weight gain and, and loss and, and, you know, and, and share their emotions and share their feelings. Because I think a lot of guys are very closed off to sharing how they feel about things. And, um, so Rob and I, we just, we felt like this is important for the, for the bariatric community, for the men to have a place to come and share their stories. And so we did that for a while. And then, um, and then we realized the majority of our followers were female. They're asking questions about PCOS and pregnancy and periods and like all these things that we know nothing about. And so we were like, <laughs> I think we need to bring a female in. And so we brought in Shay uh, a year ago. Um, and then and then the podcast just took off. Uh, not saying that, you know, Shay's, if she's watching, I love you, Shay. Um, you know, but she wasn't like the, uh, she, she didn't, I, I think the culmination of the three of us, it was just the missing piece. You know, it was um, her coming onto the show just helped us to be a better show. And, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people, it just, it, it clicks. And so, um, yeah, so this past year for the podcast has been amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is the format? Like, is it an interview style or do you guys cover specific topics? Do people write in and uh, ask you to talk about certain subjects? How does that work? 
So yeah, I mean, we we um we meet with anybody and and everybody for the most part. We want to provide, you know, people that we feel are going to be beneficial for the bariatric community, stories that are going to be beneficial, or dietitians, or um, marathon runners, or you know, anybody that's inspiring but also very knowledgeable in their field and their craft. And so we want to bring them in and pick their brains. And so when you join us live, you can ask questions and we answer the questions in real time and you can ask our guest. And it's just, you know, it's just the squares because Rob is in Canada. Wow. Jay is in Washington um, and uh, and I'm here in, in Lansing. So um, so it's just, you know, it's just the, the the three squares and then we bring on the fourth square and then sometimes we do more. We had a, an all men's panel and I think there were like nine or 10 of us on there. And wow. Yeah. And so with, with StreamYard, you can do up to 10, I think. And yeah. so uh, we, we packed it out and did a men's only group and it was really, it's a lot of fun and we just, we just like to have fun. Um, and it's not like super structured. We just come with questions. You know, we, we try to come up with questions that we want to ask in case uh, the, the, the viewers aren't asking questions. We don't, you don't right. want any downtime. Um, but uh, it usually just flows and we just have a good time and we laugh and we got a lot of inside jokes, you know, <laughs> coming out of these things. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. That's cool. That's yeah. the, the best thing about podcasts is that you can literally just talk about whatever and just have a good time. You can yeah. sit here and drink a glass of whiskey and yeah. just, just chill. It's good whiskey too. Yeah. It's a uh, American honey. Oh yeah. Okay. Wild Turkey. Yes. 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 Yeah. Good I love, stuff. I Thank love you. this stuff. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now you had mentioned that you were working out prior to the surgery, but do, have you continued that? Do you still work out? Do you, do you, uh, have any specific diet plans that you follow? I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't do any of that. Really? Um, yeah, I, um, I've, I've gone to the gym maybe five, six times in the past two years. Wow. I, um, I, I work in two different ERs. Um, and I just started the second ER, uh, just this past month. Um, but I get anywhere between 15 to 18, sometimes 20,000 steps a day. I'm active. I'm on my feet. Um, even when I have a day off, I'm trying to stay active and go on walks. I just do a lot of walking. So I feel like my, my cardio is really <laughs> solid. I can walk all day. We went to Cedar point and I did like 26,000 steps and like, Loved it, you know, and it's like miles. I'm walking miles a day. Tell you what, 26,000 steps is no joke because I did a step challenge yeah. at, for work uh, a couple of years ago and I bought a Fitbit that had a strap that I would put around my ankle. Yeah. So it was as accurate as it could possibly be. Yeah. And I would walk all day at work. I work on, a, on an assembly line. Okay. So I'd walk all day at work and then I would come home and I would walk around our pool table while I'm working out in between sets. I would just do laps. Do laps. And it was hard to get 30,000 steps. It is. Yeah. Extremely yeah. hard. I, you know, that one day at Cedar Point, I think the the first day I got 22,000 steps and the second day I got 26,000 steps. And, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm tired it, and my body's not used to that. I, I couldn't, prior to having bariatric surgery, when I was at my highest weight, I had to, um, we went to Frankenmuth and went to Bronner's and we had to rent a wheelchair for my wife to push me around in. Wow. I couldn't walk. Um, I had four herniated discs in my back. Uh, my legs had a, a edema and they were swollen really bad. My feet were swollen. Um, I, I had a, 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 like a cane, like a walking stick. Um, and I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand for more than five to 10 minutes, probably just, wow. just standing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to sleep in a recliner for about three years. I couldn't lay down flat in, in a bed. Um, so I slept in a recliner and I hardly ever moved. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, that all changed. And now I'm, now I'm, I know you mentioned and, your mental health is the number one thing that yeah. got you to that point, but shedding that weight, wouldn't it play a positive factor in your mental health and the way you feel? Yeah. I, I mean, it's all about the way you talk to yourself. You know, if, if, um, you know, if you're still saying, if you, if you're, if you're still listening to the old guy, you know, if you're, if you're still thinking that you're worthless or that you don't, you're not mounting up or you're not, you're not doing enough for your family or you're not, you know, providing enough or you're not, you know, you can, you could really wear yourself down. And so it's like, I look in the mirror and I see a completely different person in front of me, but my mind is saying, well, you took the easy way out. You know, you, you, you didn't really do the hard work. You don't even go to the gym. You know, you're look at, look at your loose skin. Like that's nobody wants to see that. You need to put a shirt on, you know, it's, you know, and it's like, it's, it's the way that we, that we talk to ourselves that is so detrimental and so hurtful because we are our own worst critics and we're going to be harder on ourselves than anybody else. You know, there are things about you that you probably don't like about yourself. And I'm, and I'm going to look at you and I'm going to be like, bro, I don't, what are you talking about? You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I, that's, I think that's a great thing. You know, you think that's a horrible, you know, and so getting out of your own head and separating the, 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 the truth from the feeling getting out of your own way, getting out of your own way and seeing what the, what the facts are, facts versus feeling truth versus feeling, right? I have accomplished a lot in, in, in a short amount of time. Um, I'm doing things that I've never thought I'd do. I've, I've won a few awards. Um, and, and, and I'm here with you sharing my story. And because, because I, I, I made a choice to do something different with my life. And if you're not happy with your life, then change it, do something different. What you're doing isn't working. And, you know, by definition, you know, that's insanity. Um, <laughs> and, and so the mindset is, is really everything. And I'm not there. I'm not hundred percent there yet. I don't even know if I'm 50% there yet. You know, this is all so new to me. Even right now, this is a bit of an out of body experience. Just talking to you about this and being in this sort of setting is like, this is so new to me. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it. And then, and then the lies come in, you know, and, and it's, I gotta, you just gotta learn how to deal with that. And, and I'm in therapy, you know, I do have a therapist and I'm not ashamed of that. I think mental health is, is key. Um, you have to have a good therapist, a good support group, and you gotta be nice to yourself. You gotta be kind to yourself. You gotta love yourself to death uh, is kind of my, uh, slogan, mm. my, my new clothing line that I dropped. <laughs> you have a clothing line. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Love yourself to death. I want to pull up pictures sure. of the transformation. Let me uh, screen share real quick. And uh, for anybody who's interested, uh, you can also check it out on his Instagram. All right. That's my beautiful wife. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my wife and I went out on a date and uh, I remember I almost broke that chair. Wow. Um, just trying to, just trying to, we're at PF Chang's and uh, I love PF Chang's and, um, and then going from that to, yeah. Wow. To that. You're completely unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's during the journey. Right. Yeah. Your face looks smaller there. That's in the process. Yeah. 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 
so the the picture oh yeah this is something that i probably couldn't have been able to do my kids this is how you get into a car uh this is how my how my kids get into a car Um, that's funny because you can't you don't even really think about that like i don't but the fact that i could move around like that i think was was really cool and and i i don't uh that's my dog yeah that's my son's name (laughs) (laughs) is that all of them um i mean there's a good shot right there the valentine's um you know i'm close to my close to my wife there so you can kind of see the scale my my right bicep is you know just about you know bigger than her arm or her head um and this is when i started losing some weight we went to the zoo i was starting to look a little bit better and feeling better wow <laughs> what does she think about this um yeah no she's excited she's excited for me I've, you know she's got her husband back and some i think you know when, when we met i was 225 uh I was, I was i was always a thick guy i played hockey i played football i played sports i was active and i was just always a you know a bigger solid kind of guy um and then you know i got down to 167 uh so i was three pounds away from being able to say that i've lost 300 pounds on the scale um and um mm-hmm. She said, "Wifey here, very proud of him." Oh, thank you. Uh, cool. I got, uh, I got, I got three pounds away from being able to officially say that I that I'm that I'm or three, yeah, three pounds away from being able to officially say that I'm three hundred pounds down on the scale. And I just thought, I looked in the mirror and I, and I just thought to myself, like I'm way too thin. I was at I was one sixty seven, and it did not look good on me. And I, you know, and I could have pushed, I could have pushed, and it just wasn't worth it because happiness meant more to me and looking in the mirror i was like that's not that's not healthy that's not good I, how did you I get to healthy. 160 164 or whatever 167, 167. So, yeah, 164 would have been my you know where i was supposed to be with my bmi that's where yep. the doctor wanted me um and then i i was like no i don't, I don't bmi like is such crap though because it is. you could be jacked and then be considered overweight absolutely yeah no bmi is uh, a crock uh, <laughs> i hate bmi um and so right now I weighed in this morning at 183. Uh, I was at 186 as of the new year. So I've, I've dropped a couple pounds holiday eating, you know, mm-hmm. it gets um, the best of you. I enjoy but I enjoyed myself. You know, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not killing myself. I, I enjoyed, I ate all the foods that I wanted to eat and I gained a little bit of weight. And like I've got the tool I know how to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to get back to work and I'm going to get my steps in i'm gonna cut my portions i i know what to do and i and i'm doing it and so i've lost three pounds in the past week mm-hmm. you know because i know i know how to do it i know how to use my tool and so that's what is know. the success rate for people who have the surgery do you know that's a good question i i don't know and and i hear a lot of people say like oh it didn't work for me it didn't work for me it didn't work for me and then you know and you can get a revision if it doesn't work for you you can get a revision i know somebody uh, some a guy that i absolutely idolized. He's, a, he's my hero, a great guy. I just met him in September. Um, and he just had a revision and it, and it doesn't, what, what's a revision. It's like having the surgery just over again. Okay. Just trying it again. And, uh, you, you might have been able to, um, kind of eat around the stomach, I guess, or how you, does that work? You can stretch your stomach out. Okay. Um, which is why they want you to go on like a liquid diet before your surgery because they want to shrink it up so that when you go to cut it, so they, they removed about 80 to 85% of my stomach Ooh. and they pulled it out, um, five incisions in my stomach and the scars are gone. Um, two years later, two and a half years later. Um, and one of the incisions you can still kind of see because it's the big one. And that's the one that they pulled that 
you know, that's that piece out. Um, but then sometimes you, you, you know, you can, you can take that little bit of stomach that you have that 20 ish percent and it can, it can stretch back out because it's a stomach and it, it can stretch. Um, so what do they do in that case? Do they remove part of it still? I think they still go for another part. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they go for another part. I'm not entirely sure, but that's. So it's like a balloon essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The stomach is, I mean, you can, you can eat and eat and eat and eat, and eat you know, until it explodes. It's kind of gross, but that you know gross. what I mean? You can. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you, how do you know what to eat and how do you manage that? Do you stop when you're full? Like, what is that? What is that like? Not always. I don't always stop when I'm full, you know, and, and we say, we joke around in the community and, you know, don't take that last bite. Don't take that last bite. <laughs> if you take, if you eat more than, than your stomach can handle, uh, you go into what's called dumping, dumping syndrome. Uh, and it, and essentially it, it makes you feel like, like you're ill, like you're sick, you're going to throw up. Um, um, it, 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 it's very uncomfortable. I remember the first time I dumped, I didn't really know a whole lot about dumping. I ate some cookies sugar can make you dump really quick and really easy i had some uh, break and bake cookies i had a couple pieces of um the cookie dough and then after the cookies were baked i had a couple more cookies and then all of a sudden it hits and it takes about 10 minutes or so to hit but when it hits it's like oh my god the room is spinning i feel out of breath and you just you feel very uncomfortable Oof. um and so that's typically what happens when you eat too much and so you want to stop right before that last bite and you want to have that self-control to stop and then as far as what to eat you know uh, because our stomachs are so small our bodies are absorbing the nutrients that it needs um sometimes quicker sometimes slower it depends so you gotta i i always say every body is different um so it it just depends i'm 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 learning to learn i'm yeah <laughs> i'm learning how to learn my my body every day and what works best for me and so so far, I've learned that proteins, I can handle proteins pretty well, but I'm going to have to counteract it with some fiber. I'm definitely going to need some fiber. If, you know, if I eat X amount of protein a day, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to need some, some fiber to follow and a lot of water. Um, but that's, and, and that's why we have a hard time. Like um, when you have bariatric surgery, you have a hard time gaining muscle because the proteins are absorbed differently. Um, we got to take a lot of vitamins. Um, I've got a... Um, a slew of vitamins that I take. Um, and, what kind uh, of vitamins do you no, take? I, well, I use uh, ProCare Vitamins. Uh, it's a bariatric uh, vitamin company. Okay. And so um, they, I, um, they're they're one of the companies that I'm partnered with, and so they send some vitamins my way, and then I make some little commercials and stuff like that with oh, cool. with, with the podcast with Rob and Shay. Oh, very cool. Um, so um, yeah, and so it's like a multivitamin. I take like a um, an acid reflux medicine because my stomach is small and some, you know, sometimes, you know, I got to keep the things down. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a vitamin thing. And then, you know, I've learned that carbs, pastas, rice, those don't work well for me. I, if I eat those consistently for a couple of days, I'm going to see a huge number change on that scale. And, and, and it's not good. And I don't, and I don't feel good. Like after I eat, if I eat, uh, like before I came, I had half a burger. Um, and I like to try to use a, you know, not a white bun, you know, like a, like a protein bun. Cause they, they make, you know, protein buns, wheat buns, a fiber bun, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, because I know if I eat the white bread, it's just, it's not going to end well for me. It just, it's, it, carbs don't agree with me. Do you find that eating certain foods, um, make you want to eat more food or more of what you crave? 
Sometimes. I mean, typically with ice cream, yes. <laughs> ice cream, <laughs> ice cream and pizza, man. I just can't. I can't. Like, ah, cottage in, uh, barbecue chicken pizza. I could eat that stuff all day, every day. Uh, ice cream. I love ice cream. Um, Somebody said, I may be biased, but the best part of his story is what he does for the Lansing community now that he's lost his lost the weight. What do, you, what do you do for the Lansing community? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do some stuff. Uh, we, we've, we've had a lot going on um, for the Lansing community. I Well, so the West Side neighborhood, and this is a total transition. If you've got more questions about weight loss stuff. I'm just interested in it because I'm a health nut. So okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I see, I see your picture of of you running a, a marathon. Yep, yep. That's really awesome. Yeah, thank That's, you. That, that was in August. That was actually my first marathon ever. Okay. Um, I ran an ultra, but I didn't finish it. Okay. But that was a the first official marathon. Nice, yeah. nice. I uh, Rob, uh, my my co-host, he um does triathlons, and um. And I don't, I, I think I could do the bike. I think I could do the swimming. Yeah. I am not a runner. I've never been a runner. <laughs> I like the idea of running. I, I would love to run with my loose skin. It's hard to run. It hurts. It's a little mm. painful. Well, um, that's what I wanted to know too about the diet thing before yeah. we move on. But yeah. um, we could talk but, about the Lansing community in a bit. Cause I do love my Lansing community and I, I want, I want to share some stuff, but um, yeah. So when I, whenever I start running, like for instance, right now I'm doing a, well, I was pretty much doing a carnivore diet. Okay. Um, but when I run, I change my diet. I can just change it. It doesn't really affect me. I change it based on what I need. You know, like I, I start eating more carbs and a lot more chicken and eggs and all that stuff. Um, can you change your diet like that at all? Can you have like a fluid diet? I could have a, a fluid diet. Yeah. I, I mean, not fluid as in like oh. liquid, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, right now I'm having a fluid diet. You know, it's, it's, uh, um, no, I, unfortunately, I, I feel like that's the one thing that is going to be stuck with me for life. Um, I say unfortunately, but there's, it, it's, it's pretty cool because you, you learn new ways and new foods and you experiment. And that's something that I don't mind doing. You know, my wife and my kids don't eat what I eat. Uh, typically I make the weirdest stuff. And my wife could probably <laughs> attest to that. And I'll, I'll be like, you want me to make you one of these like omelets? And it's, and, and, she, and she's like, Oh, that looks disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't mind experimenting with different foods. Um, you know, I, I eat a lot of eggs. I, I like, you know, I know protein is, is, uh, is what I need. Um, and it helps me. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to change anything. I know it's, I know it helps. Yeah. Um, I know it's healthy. I know it's what my body needs. Do they give um, you access to like a nutritionist or dietitian? So we, yeah, we, before we have the surgery, we have a dietitian. After the surgery, some people do hire on dietitians or, or, or their office provides them a dietitian for X amount of time. Um, and I think I might've, I, I might be able to, I do have, I do have a dietitian and I, if I needed to ask her a question, I could probably reach out to her and she'd probably answer, um, through a bariatric, um, sparrow bariatric, um, I, I feel like I've never really needed it. Um, and then especially with the podcast, like I know a lot of dietitians now. So if I have a question, I just ask them. Um, but yeah, if, if it's, if it's something that you need, you know, there's, uh, there's definitely help out there. Don't, don't try to do it on your own. I feel like I'm comfortable doing these things on my own. So I, I do them. Um, are there some things that I might be doing wrong or right? Who's to say, you know, it's working, right. it's working for me. Right. I, you know, obviously yeah. I, I, I must be doing something right. So right. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and you feel good. And I, yeah, and I feel good and I still love eggs. And when I stop liking eggs, maybe I'll switch to something else. But for some reason, you know, two years straight of, you know, eggs for breakfast, 
I'm cool with it. I don't know why. I just, I still love it. I found different ways to do it and uh, it's still cool. I could eat the same thing every single day. Actually, I do for the most part, eat the same thing every day uh, for breakfast and lunch. I'll yeah. eat the same thing. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Consistency, I think is key, you know, um, with, with, with lots of diets, you yeah. know, if it's, if it's not going to be what you're eating, it's, it's how much of it you're eating or how often, uh, you know, you're eating it. Um, I'm supposed to have six to seven meals a day. And I think most people are, right? mm -hmm. you know, I think if you talk to some dietitians, they say you're supposed to be eating six or seven times a day. Um, and I, and I have to, because my, my tummy's so tiny, I, I, you know, it, it absorbs what it needs and then I'm done. And, and within two, three hours I'm hungry again. And so I've got to eat, I'm eating less more frequently. And, uh, I, I, I feel like I've adjusted to that lifestyle just fine. Um, it's when I go outside of those lines and I eat things that I'm not supposed to eat yeah. that I can really tell the difference or, you know, or eating a new food and I'm like, Ooh, you know, that didn't work, but like spicy stuff, I can eat spicy stuff. Mm. Now. I never used to be able to, it would upset my stomach. I'd be in the bathroom right away. Now I can eat spicy stuff. Wow. Crazy. Wow. I don't I love it. <laughs> well, that's one of the best things to love. I love yeah. spicy food. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, your wife said you guys should do it. You guys should train together. Murph wants oh, to yeah. do an Ironman or something. I, I would love to do an Ironman, uh, some sort of triathlon or something. Uh, I did a, a warrior dash. Um, 10, 11 years ago, probably oh down, in, down in Ohio, I did a warrior dash and that was one of the reasons I lost. So I'd saw, I, I, I saw a video, um, I think it was on YouTube. And at this time I was only maybe 364 and this was at my highest weight, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And I'd, I'd seen this video for, uh, the tough mutter and the warrior dash and stuff like that. And this little voice in my head, like you, you will never be able to do that. You know, it's like, oh, screw you, man. I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> and so I lost like 80 something pounds and oh. I was able to do this, this mud run, you know, and I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. Um, but then I got divorced and then I got depressed and then I got sad and then I lost some weight again. And then I met my wife and then my aunt passed away and then I gained more weight. And it's like this, this constant roller coaster and this, you know, diet and exercise thing. Nothing was consistent in my life. Um, and and people are going to be passing away. And so I was like, that's, that's to go back to that, you know, what we were talking about earlier. That's why I wanted to get the surgery because I wanted to remove that, that stomach, you know, or that portion of my stomach once and for all and just live my life. And then, you know, as these things come, at least I know I've got to fall back. I'm not going to, you know, go back to that. So I'd love to do an Ironman or something like that. Now, when you start doing something like that, when you start training for like an Ironman or whatever, um, will you have to adjust your intake on things because like your body will require a lot more and a lot more nutrients. Right. So I would probably uh, hit the gym. You know, I would probably do a lot more, um, more cardio. I'd, I'd probably do a lot more lifting. So my, my protein would probably have to be, my protein intake would have to be, you know, a lot more, a lot more significant. Um, and I, yeah, I totally, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely have to train just the same way that you probably do for, you know, any sort of, um, you know, if, anytime you're exerting yourself, you, you need to replenish, you need mm -hmm. to, you know, um, and so training for something like that, yeah, I would, I would have to do the same things that you do. Okay. Um, but maybe more protein. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I haven't done that yet. I, like I said, I've hit the gym maybe five, six times in the past couple of years. I just do a lot of walking and a lot of water and I still just watch my, my, my portions and, uh, 
it's working. That's awesome. So, That's I'd awesome. like to hit the gym though. I, I really, I want to bulk up. I want to try to fill in. I've got some loose skin. I want to fill it in. Uh, I was approved for skin removal surgery, but I want to see what I can fill in first and bulk up and then see if there's skin to have removed after I get to the place where I, my next goal, you know, where I'm going to be comfortable. Um, I don't know what that looks like though. Yeah. I don't know how much weight I'm going to have to gain or how big I want to get, or, you know, I don't know any, I don't know anything like that. I'm, I'm just right. kind of enjoying, I'm living in the moment and enjoying it, but maybe 2024 is my year. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's too soon to tell. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll come back for a part two. I love it. Um, now you do a bunch of things in the community. What, what, what kind of things do you do? So, yeah. Um, one of the things that we've done um, this past year, and it really came from necessity. It wasn't really, um, it wasn't really me or our family saying like, let's do this fun thing for the community. We had a, a shooting in our neighborhood. We've, we've had a, a couple of shootings in the past couple of years in our neighborhood. Um, unfortunately, one was a double homicide and another, oh. uh, fortunately, nobody was injured, but it was a lot of gunshots, a lot of gunfire, a lot of just senseless violence. The first situation was more um, uh, isolated. It was a family thing and this other one was more of like a like a like a gang thing and it mm. was but you know and fortunately like i said nobody nobody was injured or anything like that but it was just like you know i'm pissed i'm just i'm done like this this community is a good community i live in the west side neighborhood it's a good community good families lots of kids lots of just really good people um who would give you the shirt off their backs um you know and we've we've had our bikes stolen out of our out of our carport we've had um you know, just people take advantage of people, you know, and it's sad, but anyways, um, we, we, we thought about, you know, we need to move. We need to just get out of here. We need to, we need to leave this neighborhood. And then, you know, we thought, no, let's, let's kind of retaliate a little bit and let's kill them with mm -hmm. kindness. And so, um, I had this idea, I guess. Uh, and I, and I told my wife, we should have, uh, like a block party. We should have, we should, we should raise awareness for gun violence in our community and, um, and, and our, our bounce house actually for our kids, uh, was in our front yard and it got shot. One of the bullets came right. Yeah. Too close. Oh right. Gosh. And, and, and shot our kids bounce house. And so that's why I was pissed essentially. Um, and so I reached out to, um, anybody and everybody that would listen. And I was like, you know, we're going to throw a block party. I got a, I got a block party permit. We blocked off our street. Um, and we had, um, bounce houses donated the big ones, like the big slides and the big bounce houses. And these companies came out and they donated the bounce houses. We had food donated. Uh, we had music, we had dance troops come out. We had a stage donated, um, Metro Malik who was on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, he came out and he brought all of his DJ equipment and he DJed, uh, emceed the whole thing for us. Um, the mayor came out and spoke at the event. We had, um, Maya Manuel, uh, the MSU uh, shooting um, student activist um, who spoke at the Capitol. She came out and spoke about it. Uh, we had different organizations, the, the Mikey 23 Foundation. Um, uh, Michael came out, he spoke at it, and the proceeds went to his foundation. Um, and we just raised, uh, we, we had hot dogs, we had pizza. His son we, died of gun violence, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still need to have him on the podcast. He's a great guy, great guy. Um, and um, And so we wanted to bless him and what he does. Um, and I'll shoot him a, a little plug here because he's awesome. What he does, he takes kids off the streets and, and his idea is to 
uh, instead of putting a gun in, in, in the kid's hand, put a, a hammer in their hand and teach them a skill. So he, he takes these kids off the streets and teach, teaches them how to fix up houses and hang windows and siding and do all this stuff in the community and teach them a skill. And he buys their tools for them and wow. gives them a tool set and then sets them on their way. And so he's got a great foundation. Um, so we, um, food was free but if you wanted to make a donation for a slice of pizza or a hot dog or whatever it was we had buckets everywhere and you could just make a donation and we raised a little over a thousand dollars in just like three four hours wow. uh, and gave it to, to mike and so um and it brought the community together you know in a way where like we're not we're not victims we're survivors we we live in this community but we don't we're not of this mindset we're a good community we have good people and we wanted to get the police department and the fire department to come out and they did uh, after i spoke to the mayor and said you know i was i was told there were going to be police here and fire here and i don't see any and he got on his phone quick and sure enough <laughs> all these cops showed up and the fire department showed up and and the kids are playing on the fire trucks and the, and the cop cars and stuff and and we had you know, we just wanted to shine a, a spotlight on this on this little corner where things had had not been great for the past couple of years for the community and show people that there's good people here and they're worth protecting and they're worth your time and your effort and your investigations and you know and doing stuff about these these homes where people are living and they're not they're not a part of this community they're they're right. taking from this community yeah. right. so so we did that uh that was uh this past yeah that was last year uh in the summer I don't, I think it was, that was last summer, August 5th. It was the wow. day after my birthday, August 5th. We did that. Um, and then, uh, I don't know what else she's thinking. Oh, we did. <laughs> yeah. I had this idea. I've always wanted to be a tree farmer, like a Christmas tree farmer, right? Like, like not, a, not the Hallmark movie kind, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, just like, I just thought it'd be cool to have, I love Christmas. And so, um, I had this idea one night driving and I said, what if we, what if we see if anybody's got any um, like fake Christmas trees that they want to pitch or get rid of or donate and we can find a new home for them and like repurpose them, maybe fix them up, put a new strand of lights on them or something like that and, and help out somebody that can't buy a, a tree because these trees are expensive, right? I mean, yeah. like two, three hundred bucks for a nice tree. So we had this idea posted on Facebook. We we got like over 30 something trees given to us. Oh, my gosh. And man. our carport was just stacked with trees and people were dropping off ornaments and tree toppers and lights i mean we had i couldn't believe it in in two weeks all this stuff was just like wow. dropped off at our house and so we had a a free uh artificial christmas tree giveaway to our community and um and we actually had to turn people away it was really sad uh we tried getting some phone numbers and getting some contacts because people were still dropping trees off and um and we had a good time. We had hot chocolate and we put a movie up on the projector screen outside and, and had music going and, and we're giving out cookies and, and chocolate milk. And it was a lot of fun and uh, we got to bless a lot of people. And so it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a hater for a minute. I'm like, who's commenting on? She is. She's a hater. That's hilarious. Uh, she, yeah. She said he's a psycho comes up with the most random ideas, huge neighborhood Halloween parties oh, and yeah. summer parties. Now he's, able to just uh, have terrible vision that's okay now that he's able to he just wants to give back to the community annoying but awesome yeah i i um well now you have the energy to do it right i, I know i'll never make up for lost time and i'm not trying to but it's like somebody's got to do it nobody's stepping up and like i i'm capable and i can do it so i'm gonna do it and so yeah i have these ideas i'm running past her 
And she's like, that's okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, and thank you, babe, for if she always supports it. She, you know, even with the block party thing, it, it, it blew it blew up. It was supposed to just be like, have some neighbors over. And it turned into like the mayor is coming at 1.30 and you got to have a stage. And it was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> that's, you, you get that's that from your dad's side. That's my mom. I think, I think it's important to do, do things in your community, uh, whether, you know, it's your immediate community that you live within your neighborhood or even bigger, you know, it's important to do something, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you got to give back to the community. I mean, I don't know, like we're living there. We're not squatting. You know what I mean? Like we're, right. we're there. Right. We're a fixture in the community as are you. Uh, let's, let's pull our resources and let's make this community great. Like, yeah. let's, you know, that was before, before I started doing this podcast, I I was not a part of the community whatsoever. Like I lived here, but I just lived in Lansing. Like yeah. it was just, just Lansing. Yeah. And then as I started interviewing people, I slowly started being integrated into the community and became like, now I'm like a, like, like a part of it. like, I feel like the podcast is like a fixture of the community. Yeah. And so it's, it's so cool to actually be a part of it and to, by doing something like this, give back. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love what you're doing. You're bringing on people that have really interesting stories uh, from different walks of life. And, you know, to me, that's like super important. And that's what we kind of wanted our, um, our podcast to start off as was, you know, people just sharing their stories. Right. Um, and it's, it's turned into, you know, something different now, but it, you know, we're still trying to help the community and it's about the bariatric community. Well, everything evolves. But, you always right, start with an idea and then yeah. it evolves. Yeah. But, but the power of the story, what you're doing here, I really appreciate because everybody gets to come on and share their story and you never know who's listening, who's watching, who's going to watch it later. My story might not resonate with you, but it might resonate with you. You know, it, right, it's like, right. and if, and if I can share my story and this is something that I share on my Instagram channel all the time, the reason I started sharing my story was to help one person. And I feel like if my story can help at least one person, then yeah, I'm happy. Like that's, that's, that's all I want to do is just help one person who might be at the end of their rope or they, they might, you know, I saw Rob and I was like, wow, that guy is just like me. He gets me. He gets it. And there's this understanding and there's this, you know, camaraderie that comes out of that. And this, you know, we we're able to iron sharpens iron and we're working off each other now and we're, yeah. we're bouncing ideas back and forth. And that's, that's community. That's, that's loving on your neighbor, you know? And, and uh, you know, when Jesus was asked and I don't mean to start preaching, uh, oh, you're good. Uh, you know, when he was asked, what are the, what is the most of the 10, the most important of the 10 commandments? He said, love your neighbor and, and love God. And that's it. You know, like he said, forget about the 10 commandment, not, not, you know, in, in so many words, but he said, love your neighbor. Like that's the most important thing that you could possibly do. And that's what I want to do. And that's, I just want to love on my neighbors, love on my friends and share my story. And if somebody can relate to it, then I'm going to love on them a little extra, I guess, because I can relate to it, you know, and it makes more sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, your story resonates with me. I've never been that, I've never been that big and I've never, I, I mean, I, I, I would say I have a, an eating disorder. For sure. I mean, I overindulge all the time. And if I eat bad, then I tend to eat even more bad. Yeah. Um, it's just, but I have like, I have the wherewithal to know when to stop. Like I know that, okay, I don't, I know where this is going. I need to stop and just start eating healthy again. So I, I do. Yeah. And then I start exercising 
even harder or whatever. So I've never been like that overweight, even though I have been at times yeah. severely overweight. Yeah. Um, for me. But so that that resonates with me. Your story resonates with me because I've you know I've never been that big, but I don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, and I'll 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 you know with the, with the hat that I'm wearing, you know the the whole love yourself to death logo that I that I came up with. It's 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 about living a happy life. It's not about the BMI scale. It's not about your pants size. It's not about how much food you ate or didn't eat or you know or or you know it's not about um, not about your dress size or you know how many miles you walk a day. It's not about any of those numbers. It's about being happy loving yourself to the day that you die and how much time you get to spend on this planet with your loved ones in, in a healthy body. That's really ultimately what this whole life is about is being around as long as you possibly can and being happy while you're here. And you know, when my aunt passed away, she was 46. That's the only number I know. I don't know how much she weighed. I don't know where BMI. I don't, I don't know what dress size she was wearing. You know what I mean? I don't even know how much she ate or, you know, how many ounces of water she drank, how many steps she could, you know, I didn't know anything. I know she was 46. She only lived with us for 40. We only got 46 years out of her, you know, like we only got to spend that quality time for 46 years and that wasn't enough. And it, and that's why it hurt so bad because she was so awesome and we wanted another 46 you know, like that was yeah. just, that was like the, the beginning and we wanted more and, and it, we didn't get more and that hurts so bad. And so life should be about making healthy choices for yourself. And when you're making healthy choices for yourself, then you're able to love others more because you're loving yourself. You got to love yourself first. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't, you know, um, another analogy that I think we've all heard is like, you know, when, when a plane is crashing or the, you know, the, the the masks fall, the oxygen mask, right? You put on, you put yours on first before you help the person next to you. You have to be able to help yourself. Make sure you're happy. Yep. Make sure you're doing the right things to make yourself happy so that you can pour into others and allow yourself to give from a place of happiness and love. Right. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Thanks for doing this podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really appreciate it, man. And then you said you're dropping a new season um, of your podcast this week. Wednesday night at uh, 8.30 on Instagram. We're going to do non-scale victories, NSVs. And then uh, at 9, we switch over to YouTube and Facebook. But I think we're going to stay on Instagram. We found a way that we might be able to stay on Instagram. So this is your podcast. Waiting table, Rob and Shay. Yeah, we are so behind on uploading. Look at that. March, <laughs> yeah, March. Ignore that. Don't, <laughs> we're so far behind. Um, so where's the best place for people to find this? Um, on YouTube. On YouTube. I, I would, I would okay. say go to YouTube. That's where the full, you know, unedited. Um, episodes uh, of us uh, every Wednesday night at nine. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for sharing your story. It's inspiring. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to have you back. Yeah. I'd love to come back. If you ever want to train for an Ironman, let me know. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks guys. All right.